a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about a program by Utah State University is called Food Sense. And with me, Melanie Jukes, she's the Extension Associate Professor with Utah State University and a supervisor over the Food Sense program. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. First of all, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar, talk about Food Sense. What is the Food Sense program? The Food Sense program is Utah's SNAP Ed program, which is the education component of SNAP, formerly known as Food Stamps. So it's an education program to help people learn to cook and eat more nutritionally um, to make their diet and lifestyle healthier, to prevent chronic disease. Right. And that's why you're here today, because we want to talk about doing that and doing it on a budget, because it seems to me a lot of the things that are best for us are also more expensive. Yeah, that's a myth I hope to break today. I hear that a lot. And I think, no, 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 we can eat very well on a budget and it's possible. Okay, start there. Talk about that. Okay, so the USDA Dietary Guidelines is shown to us with MyPlate. It was updated a few years ago on the MyPlate diagram, and it talks about the five main food groups, fruits and vegetables, grains, protein, and dairy. And within each of those food groups are a range of foods. Some are more expensive than others. For example, milk is a little cheaper than cheese in the dairy in the dairy group, for example. And within each of those food groups are nutrients and vitamins and minerals, protein and fiber that we need in our diet, and we need a variety of them. And as I mentioned, each group has a variety of foods, and some are cheaper than others. Beans, for example, are cheaper than meat. Rice is cheaper than quinoa in the grain group. So there's a variety of foods within our reach in Utah that are cheaper than others. So that's good when it comes to eating healthy on a budget. So talk about the myth and how that idea got started. Uh, Did did that kind of uh, surround things like vegetables, fresh vegetables, or or how did that myth get started? Yeah, perhaps. And of course, seasonality with fruits and vegetables is a huge part of cost. If we're buying something out of season, especially here in Utah, where a lot of fruits and vegetables we don't grow right here in Utah, it has to travel on a truck. It might not taste as good out of season, and it is more expensive. So buying in season can help. But there's also fruits and vegetables that aren't fresh that are sometimes cheaper. For example, the freezer section or a canned good, those can be cheaper sometimes than even the fresh options. So those are great ways to extend your budget. Right. Talk about that, because sometimes we want to think, ooh, frozen canned isn't as good. Yeah, and there is a myth surrounding that frozen canned, because it's been somewhat processed, isn't as good as fresh. And if we were growing everything in our own backyard, that would be true to a point because cooking and heat, they do reduce some vitamins and nutrients, but not all. However, when something's picked months ago or weeks ago on a truck in California and then shipped to us 
in an unripened state anyway, it loses a lot of, of vitamins and minerals just sitting on the shelf or sitting in the truck trying to get to us. So actually, a lot of canned and frozen products are canned and frozen at the peak of their ripeness, so they already have a lot of nutrients in them. So as much as is lost with the quick blanching to freeze or the processing in the cans, it's not as much as people think. So they are healthy options. You do want to look for canned vegetables that are less in sodium because the sodium is something we don't need as much. So if we're eating a whole bunch of canned vegetables with sodium, we're probably getting more sodium than our diet needs. However, fruits and vegetables in cans and frozen can have more nutrients than fresh components sometimes. This is such good information because I think a lot of times we get so much conflicting information and we just get frustrated and quit. Yeah, it's right? true. We just go, well, yep. why should I even bother? Yeah. The can has too much salt, you know, stuff like that. Talk about that for a moment. Yeah, there are a lot of myths out there. And sometimes they're not even myths, but it's just perspective. I remember years ago hearing, um, I can't remember if it was on, on the radio or the news, but they were talking about um, expensive food or sorry, healthy food and how expensive it was. But what they were talking about was roasting um, salmon, I think, on cedar boards and how that was healthy. Yeah, and I thought, okay, yes, that could be seen as healthy, but there are a lot of other foods that are just as healthy, will give us many of the same nutrients for less, and it's more accessible to us as well. So I think it's sometimes perspective. Diets, of course, come and go and are um, clouding people's perspectives on what is healthy. But in general, the USDA dietary guidelines through my plate will show us what most of us need to get a healthy diet and to get all of those nutrients that are best for our body. Okay, we're going to talk about that. But before we get there, I just want to just wonder what the biggest mistake is that most of us make. Oh, the biggest. That's a tough one. Um, or the biggest, you know, you can give us the top two. You yeah. always have to be the biggest. I would say one of them is we don't get enough fiber. And fiber will come from whole grains, like completely whole grains, like brown rice versus white rice. Um, it will also come from whole fruit. Think of an apple versus apple juice. Um, it would also come from veggies, vegetables, and Plant-based protein. Think of lentils and beans versus meat. Meat has no fiber for us, but lentils and beans have a whole bunch. So I would say one of the things we lack a lot in our diet is fiber. And that, you know, gives a, it helps our intestines, our stomach. It kind of helps clear us out, but it also helps us feel full longer. So if we're eating more fiber, we're less likely to be eating on the junk to help us feel better and to, you know, fill up that tummy, that unfull feeling. So that's one I would say is we're not getting enough fiber. Another I would say is we're probably getting too much sugar, whether that's drinking through a soda or um, eating through other, you know, baked goods or candy or it hides in a lot of things too. Salad dressings, for example. Well, they have it in everything I, Yeah, It's really scary it, to it look is. at the ingredients. Yeah. And there's a lot of places that hides in things that are good for us. For example, um, yogurt you got to read those labels carefully and make sure you're you're getting the yogurt you think you're getting that's not laden with sugar. So off the top of my head, I would say those two things are probably what we err on most often. And if we could change in small ways, focusing on getting more fiber and reducing the sugar, overall it would probably benefit our health quite a bit and help us to feel full on the things that will help us more nutriently, right? if that makes sense. That does. What should we be thinking about? As we're thinking about, you know, we're at the grocery store, what kinds of things should we be thinking about so that we can be healthier? You know, what should we look at when we're grocery shopping? Yeah, I would keep that My Plate diagram in mind, the five food groups. 
and we need fruits, we need vegetables, we need whole grains, we need protein, and most of our protein should come from lean, more lean sources and more plant-based sources. So meat can be great, but you want to focus a little more on maybe the beans and the lentils, edamame for the soybeans, those kind of things, because it has the fiber and will help us feel full. And dairy, of course. So keep that in mind as you shop and as you're meal planning and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to have a stir fry tonight. Can you do it with a, a protein substitute? Can you use less chicken and more vegetables? And what else? Brown rice would make the whole grains. And then you've got a great vegetable source for your meal. And what else is missing? I'm missing fruit. I'm missing dairy. Can I have a small fruit smoothie on the side or for dessert? Can I have a cup of fruit with a little bit of milk? Um, and if you keep that in mind as you shop, that can help. It doesn't have to happen all in one meal. We don't need all five food groups in one meal, um, but we, we encourage at least three. And then you can supplement those other two with snacks throughout the day or, or in other meals. Right. Can we eat this way and do it on a budget? Yes, you can. So let me give you a few examples. Rice and beans, for example, are very inexpensive options, especially if you're getting beans that are dry. Some people think, oh, I don't have time for that. I can't do that. There's a lot of tricks. Um, you could cook up a bunch and freeze them. Uh, you could use uh, pressure cookers and some of those electric pressure cookers that are out that are a little popular if you had those available. Even canned beans, for example, are cheaper than a steak. So right there, you've got a great source of protein that's cheap. Rice is also cheap, even brown rice. Yes, brown rice is a little more expensive than white rice. But you're also getting a lot more nutrients for, for your dollar. You'll get more fiber, a little more protein, and, and more natural vitamins and minerals that haven't been stripped away and then added back in. So rice and beans are one great way to do it. Um, a few great ways to add vegetables is to think of meals that are often veggie-laden, like soups, stir-fries, salads. You can add a lot of vegetables to pasta sauces. Um, and that's, those are meals that if you're making those often, you'll almost always get more vegetables because those are full of vegetables. And you can choose a variety. Let's say you have a, a soup that calls for tomatoes, but you don't have any. It's easy to throw in other soups. For example, if you grow things in your garden, turnips are great options to put in soups. Canned mushrooms is another one. Um, if it does call for tomatoes and you don't have fresh, canned tomatoes could always be put in. You can do the same thing with different grains. If it calls for barley, you don't have barley, that might be a little more expensive than rice. You could put in rice. So it's easy to substitute things out that are a little bit cheaper as well. Right. A lot of it comes in the planning. Yes. Right? You do have to take a little step back and plan. And our grocery stores sometimes don't really help us do that because they're trying to sell products. And so the things that pop out to us the most are, you know, the bigger companies that are trying to sell their thing. Not always, but most of the time. So the, you know, the end cap aisles are full of the chips and the sugary cereals and not the bananas and not the yummy kale and those kinds of things. So you do have to take a step back and plan a little bit. Talk about amounts of foods that we should be eating. Oh, that, that will vary depending on... You mentioned chips, and so that, of course, took oh, me yes. there. Yeah, <laughs> chips. Yeah, chips. I, you know, and chips aren't something you shouldn't have. Um, a lot of times we don't talk about we don't like to focus on what you can't have, but what you should have more of. Because there's a whole stream of foods, and some are healthier than others. So, of course, you want to eat more of the healthy stuff 
and there's room for those sometimes foods as well. What if you say you can't have it? Of course you're going to eat of it. Of course, yeah. Right. If somebody that tells mentality. me I can't I yeah, eat ice eat cream, sure. well, I'm going to eat it every night, right? Yeah. yeah. So as long as you're focusing on what you can't have and then pay attention to your body too and how it feels and how much better you feel when you're eating those foods you need. But as far as amounts, it will vary on your gender, your age, how active you are, how physically active you are. So this will be different for um, men who work out a lot versus, you know, little preschoolers. But in general, you'll need about three cups of dairy. You'll need about six ounces of whole grains or six ounces of grains, and they encourage at least half of those to be whole grains. So that's the brown rice compared to the white rice, the wheat bread compared to the normal white bread. Kind of falling down on the grains. Okay, I'm keeping track Uh as you're going here. Okay. Um, Vegetables, you should have about two and a half to three cups fruits about two cups and and protein would be about two servings of um i think it's three ounces Mm -hmm. also that's blanking on my mind but um and if you were to focus on that that would fill you up there's a lot of food it is a lot of food and if we can focus on just that there's not room for the potato chips although sometimes it's fun to supplement the the yummy meal especially in the summertime right with a little bit of that crunchy potato chip but if you're focusing on what you do need it's a lot harder to fill in with other stuff. So if you're hungry right now, it's not quite lunchtime, maybe you need um, just an apple and that will fill you up instead of some sugary candy bars or a drink that is full of sugar or those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Talk for a minute about prepackaged salads. Oh, I I love some of the prepackaged salads. And I was thinking about this the other day and trying to do the math. So there's one that's full of like shredded Brussels sprouts and kale and kind of a cabbage slaw with some fun ingredients. And the other day I was kind of doing the math trying to figure out if that 3 to $4 bag was a good price or not. And you could make that all on your own, but of course you'd need the time to chop up all those, all those ingredients. And it's a little hard to chop up Brussels sprouts that thin as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then I would, if I did buy a huge thing of kale and a huge thing of Brussels sprouts, I would end up with a humongous salad. So if you're making for the masses, it's probably cheaper to make it yourself and to chop it all up and spend a few minutes doing that. But if you're doing it just for you, I think it's actually pretty good price, especially if you compare it to eating out. If I went to a restaurant to buy a salad that big, I'd probably spend at least double the cost to get that same amount of salad. So I think you have to weigh those pros and cons. Um, how I much like the do you variety, need? But I was wondering, like, what am I getting into? What am I not seeing when yeah. I'm buying these packages? If you want to look at the, the dressings a little bit, sometimes sure. they'll give you more than you really need. And those often are full of sugar and salt. So be aware of the dressings. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can sub that out. But or... they're easy for an evening meal and you're getting all... A... A wide assortment of vegetables. Yes. And they can be great for lunches, too, on the go, whether you're packing it for a picnic or taking it to work. So you kind of weigh your options that way. Um, But as I mentioned, as I was kind of doing the math, if I wanted to make it myself, it would make a huge amount that I might not be able to eat before it goes bad. And that's something to consider, too. Try to only buy, especially with perishable fruits and vegetables, the the foods you're going to eat before they go bad. Right, and, and we I only know, have two people in our family now, so those bagged salads—the that's one meal for us. Yes, nothing's wasted, mm-hmm. and they're very easy. And I'm eating more vegetables probably than I would normally. Yeah, and so that's a great option. So you kind of have to weigh it depending on the size of your family as well. That might not work for you know, say, a family of six. Right, right, and there are other ways to do. If you're making just a regular salad, that's maybe not. Um, 
you know, you're going to add your own fruits and vegetables to it that you might grow in your garden or have on hand. It's often cheaper to buy a head of romaine lettuce, for example, chop that up, and you've got a huge bowl of salad that you can then add whatever ingredients to it. So that can be cheaper. Right. But but some things to weigh, are you going to be able to eat that before it wilts and browns? And Right. And, and I have to be bad. really careful because we end up having waste. We are not used to being empty nesters. Suddenly we have a family of two, but we used to have two boys eating in our house. So it's really hard to, when you're di- when the family dynamic changes to adjust so you're not having food waste because that really is upsetting to me. Yeah, I, I know. I come from that age group where your mother said there are starving children wherever, you know, and and so it's really difficult to watch a bag of lettuce or something else go bad. Yeah. I, when that happens to me, too, I'm always like, oh, you know, I, I threw away a cucumber that had gone all gross in the back of the crisper. And, you know, as I tossed it away, I was like, there's 89 cents down the drain that I wasted. Oh, yeah. And what helps me to not waste the fresh fruits and vegetables is to make sure they're closer to the front of the fridge where I can see them. That's one thing that helps. Another is if I chop things up before. So if I buy a big thing of celery, I'm much more apt to eat that if I chop it in small pieces and put it in a container. Right before you go to work is never a good time. Yes, yep. Usually when you come home from the store. healthy foods, yeah. It's never a good time right before you go to work. You know, another way to help with vegetables, freezer vegetables are great for that because I can open the bag and just scoop out a little bit of what I need and then I can twist tie the bag back and stick it in my freezer. Um, so that's a great option, especially if you've got picky eaters. You can have three or four different uh, frozen vegetables that you can steam or microwave, season however you like, and the, the children can choose between the two or three different kinds instead of only being forced to eat one. And freezer vegetables can be helpful for that. Right. What is your advice so that people don't get into a rut? So this is, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I don't want a salad again. Or, you know, what kinds of things do you tell people so that they, you know, they can continue eating healthy, but they don't continue to eat the same things over and over again? Yeah, it's easy to get stuck in the same meals. And sometimes that's the way you need to do it when you have picky eaters. And it's not always children that are picky. I hear Mm -hmm. a lot. It's it's ourselves or it's our our partners. Um, One way to help with that is to change it up with seasonality. So right now or soon, we're going to have a lot of delicious fruits and vegetables coming on in season here in Utah, whether you're growing them yourselves or picking them up at the grocery store or the farmer's market. For example, if you've never grown your own tomato, it tastes so much better than store-bought ones. Yeah, homegrown tomatoes are so delicious. Yes. If I don't plant anything else, I plant tomatoes yes, every year. Yes, me too. And I used to hate tomatoes. And there are so many different varieties. Yeah, and each kind is a little different. So if you can change things up with the seasons, when strawberries were on a few weeks ago, they were fairly cheap. You could get them for $1.50 or less at most grocery stores. But in a few months, they'll be like $5 for the same amount. So if you can change things up by season, that can help. Um, In the summertime, I don't like to turn on my oven. So I'm making more salads, more stir-fry kind of meals, more sandwiches. And maybe I'll switch my sandwich up. Sometimes my spread is hummus. Maybe sometimes it's pesto from the basil that you can get. Um, And that can help when you're varying the flavors. Maybe you could eat a sandwich a few times a week if you have different toppings and different sauces or or spreads on it. So that's that's one thing you can do. Another is um, talk to friends, talk to family, follow us on social media. We've got a great blogger who posts recipes. Most of them are seasonal. or, or, or will tie into the season. And you can see the picture of what it looks like and you can get step-by-step instructions. So sometimes that's fun to just see something new. Oh, I'd like to try that. It looks like it won't take too long. 
and and give that a try. How do people follow you? Tell them where they can find you. Yeah. Um, Food Sense Utah is our social media page. You can find us also at createbetterhealth.usu.edu. And on that page as well will be all of our other social media pages, Any, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Anything that you'd like to add that maybe I've failed to ask you? Yeah. I would say start small. Um, you know, maybe it's overwhelming. And I know sometimes it can be, especially if you've got picky eaters. But even if you don't, the grocery store is huge. There's lots of options. I would say start small. Um, if you're used to white rice, switch it out for brown rice. And if you don't like that brown rice, try a different one because there's different varieties, basmati, long grain, um, jasmine, etc. They all come in brown options. So that's that's one of my tips is just to try one thing, see how you like it. And one great way to do that is go to a, a store where you can scoop out just a cup you know, like the bulk scoop it out section. Not making that big commitment. Yeah, I can buy just a cup, just a half a cup and try that. Um, another tip would be start at the beginning. Start with breakfast. Try a really hearty good breakfast that will kind of get you on your feet and help you feel good. And that will help you be more motivated to have good meals throughout the day. One thing I love to start with is a good bowl of steel cut oats. This time of year, I'll use fresh fruits. In fact, I'm looking forward to peaches coming on. I love to stir in some fresh chopped peaches into that. But in the wintertime, I'll use things like raisins when I don't have as many options of of fresh, really flavorful fruits. Um, Or if that's too hot for you this time of year, try maybe um, a refrigerator oatmeal where you'll put some apples, maybe bananas, uh, blueberries, whatever you might have on hand, in with oatmeal and milk or water overnight and then you can eat that cold in the morning if, if you feel like it's too warm to have a hot breakfast. That would be my suggestion is start small and then start with breakfast and then work your way up to adding fruits and vegetables and plant-based proteins to other meals. Yeah, breakfast is one of those things a lot of people just totally skip altogether. It's it's hard when we've got to get to work early, we've got to get kids out of the house. Uh, you know, it's easy just to grab something and go. And there's other options you can do too. When I'm in a hurry, toast with peanut butter is one of my go-tos. I can get that together really critically. Quickly and eat it on the way, right, Uh if you have to. Yep. Right. What difference does, what kind of difference can it just make in your diet, in your nutrition if you eat breakfast? Yeah. Eating breakfast will really help set your metabolism for the day. It can even out your blood sugar levels and help you feel full for longer. Some people are like, oh, when I eat breakfast, I'm hungrier in the day. But that's good. That's because your metabolism is working and it's it's burning calories and getting you going and you want that to happen. Some people just aren't breakfast people. And I would suggest, you know, have at least a good drink of milk if you like milk or a non a non-dairy alternative for I'll milk. I'll take a protein shake often if I, yeah. Yeah. And that, that can help just get it started. People who eat breakfast generally will eat healthier during the day. Um, and they won't feel so much like they've been fasting and they're just constantly looking for food. If there's ever a time when I eat breakfast maybe too late or I have to skip it, I feel like all day I'm trying to make up for that. And I'm just hungry, 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 and usually I'm shoving my face with things that aren't as nutritional. So people who eat breakfast tend to um, eat better throughout the day and will help you feel better also. All right. So that's why you say start there. Start with yeah, breakfast. I would. Right. Melanie, anything else you'd like to add? Um. Again, I just say focus on what you can have. Focus on what's going to make you feel better in the long run and and not so much on, oh, I can't have sugar. I can't have ice cream. I can't, I can't, I can't. But, ooh, I can have this fruit and I want to try this new vegetable. And and it's easier to focus on that with how you're feeling. And I think that will be a good motivator to make small changes and add small changes to your diet. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. And you better... 
give us your social media again so we can find it very yeah, quickly. Yeah, Food Sense Utah, or the website is createbetterhealth.usu.edu. Perfect. Thank you again. You're welcome.